Oh yeah, we back. People's Champ Radio. I go by the name of Roy Mag, one half of the dynamic duo. It's time to get it, man. It's People's Champ Radio on a Sunday. I'm rolling solo today, man. I tried to go to the bullpen and grab somebody out, but we had some issues. So I'm rocking solo today, man. No cash. He's a little under the weather today. Big homie going to be well soon. And so I was chilling, man, and I'm, I'm prepping for the show, getting everything ready for y'all, man, out there. And I said, man, this got me feeling a little weird, man, because my dude ain't with me right now, man, to get it, get this information to y'all, get it out there, get it popping. So I was like this. I was like, yo. You know, and as a shorty, I was always told that if I ain't going to be part of the greatest, I got to be the greatest myself. Come on, come on. I'm feeling that? Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> so I said, yo, I got to be the greatest myself today, man. Let me get my music back on, man. Hey, man, let's get right into it, man. You can hit us up on YouTube, People's Champ Radio. Also, you can hit us up in the podcast section of iTunes, iHeartRadio. We coming. We'll be there, man. But hit us up in that iTunes section and the YouTube channel as well. Yo, man, a lot to get into today. It's going to be a quick show. won't be too long since I'm rolling dolo today, man. We're going to jump right into it, man. Let's go to college football, man. A lot going on in college football. If you listen to the show last week right here on People's Chant Radio, we broke it down for y'all. We talked about this college football, quote, bye week that they had when some of the top teams were playing really subpar competition. And we had a discussion about it, not thinking that, like, it was going to be anything crucial going forward. But we knew, right, that this was not a good look, that you don't, that this isn't anything that you're going to succeed with when you're coming out off the rip. And you're going to say, okay, well, we're going to have this one week. Uh, we're just going to play basically a, a, it's going to be a bye week. It's going to be a game. Where we're going to get our stats up. And uh, that's what a lot of teams did, man. And it didn't work out. Alabama went down. Miami went down. Turnover chains. Yeah, you know, it was not a good look, man. And so now it's a bit, a bit of a shakeup right now in college football. Who's going to be in the final four? Here's my issue with it, right? Here's my issue with what's going on in college football right now. Is that here's what's going to happen. It's a situation out there where people are talking about Potentially, Alabama can still be in the, in the national championship race, finishing in, in one of those top four positions, which to me is preposterous. It's absolutely preposterous that Bama could potentially still get into the in, 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 into that final four, in one of those final four slots. But here's what you have in the Big Twelve: you got OU, who is right now one of those final one uh, one of those four teams, but they got a, a championship game they have to play against TCU, who's a very very good team in TCU. So they got to play TCU. If they lose to TCU. It's very well possible that they don't get in now, that they're out of the top four and they're done. Also, in the SEC, you got Auburn and Georgia going at it. Auburn right now is projected, looks like they're going to be the number one team in the country. But if they lose to um, Auburn, uh, I'm sorry, if they lose to Georgia, now what happens? You know what I mean? So it's a situation out there. And also, you got Wisconsin, you know, you got some other squads. But the reality is this you got a situation in which you could, you could see. Um, Bama jump right back into the fold here without having to play a game, which which it's 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 ridiculous. It's a bunch of bullshit, and it's something that college football is going to have to look into, man. They just got to look into this because, I mean, think about it. Wisconsin, they could be all these teams could lose. Clemson has to play to you, so Clemson could very well lose. I mean, we listen. This thing isn't over yet. It's not over for a long shot now. Um, yeah. You know, who knows? <laughs> you know, who knows how this is going to go, man. But when you see Alabama, I think in the last polls I saw Alabama sitting number five everywhere. Now, listen, let's say Clemson loses to Miami. I guess maybe, maybe I think Miami's at like seven. 
So maybe Miami can jump above Bama. See, that, that's what I'm going to have to figure out is what's going to happen with these other squads that are going to potentially win these games. Are they going to be able to leapfrog Bama? Because if they're able to leapfrog Bama, I'm cool with the system. But if people are going to still say that Bama's one of the best four teams, even – see, because here's what's going to happen, basically. Bama is not only going to not win their conference uh, outright, they're not even going to play for the opportunity to win their conference. And that's my issue. I know Bama fans don't like that. I know. Don't go out and poison no trees. You feel what I'm saying? We don't need any of that, man. Don't go. <laughs> don't go out and poison no and, and, and poison no trees around around the country, man. I know it's roadside. I know, but y'all got listen. Y'all got kind of manhandled on Saturday. I'm a, let's keep it funky. You can jump in the comment section if you want to. Do it at your own risk. Y'all got y'all ass manhandled on Saturday, G. That's real talk from a real dude. Um, the U, real disappointed in the U. You know what that game looked like for the U? It looked like a team who had been reading their own press clippings. It looked like a team who had started to believe their own hype. Now, we know that's a still a young Miami team. They're trending in the right direction, but that's a game you got to win. It just is. You, you got to win that game. That's a team that is not that was not focused, that it seems like we're already looking toward that Clemson game. Um, that's a non that, that's a not focused team. That's exact. That's a lack of focus. Um, and when you talk about lack of focus, you got to go straight to leadership. You got to go to the top of the ticket. You got to go to the coaching staff, uh, the coaches. And I think they'll admit this. They have to do a better job of getting those guys ready to play. They just do. You, they, you, it's too much on the line at that point in the season to lose to Pitt. It's too much you're playing for to come into that game and have that type of a letdown versus a Pitt team. Um, is and, and, and so it's ridiculous. Um, that's a horrible loss. Now, with that being said, if they come back and beat Clemson, I would still feel like the U is one of the best four teams in the country because, again, unlike Alabama, the U will have an opportunity to play and win their conference championship. So, you know, it, <clears throat> you're talking about the U who, I'm sorry, Bama who, again, won't win their side of the conference and won't even play for the conference in the conference title game, but who could win a national championship. Something has to be changed with that. Something has to be changed with that, man. This is People's Champ Radio. Roy Mack in the building. Rolling dolo, man. I'm rolling shotgun. I'm running. I'm riding the point right now, man. I'm pulling a – listen, I'm running one four, one four low. If you ever played basketball before and you played with a point guard <laughs> who whenever he got the ball, he went one four low, for those of you who don't know what that means, that means the other four guys, y'all go stand on the baseline and let me dance with my, with my uh, defender right here, man. I'm running a one four low today, man. Let me do. Let me work, man. Let me work. I feel like AI in his prime. You dig? But listen, man. Something has to be done about that system in college football. We'll see how it works out. Um, Baker Mayfield. I didn't like the crying, but he came back and played well. <laughs> he came back and played well uh, this week. Wisconsin, man. Listen, they're the least talked about team all year in college football, and they have themselves in the position to really go out and prove some things if they're able to win and get into the the top four seeds. And so, listen, I'm. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do because I haven't really seen them play in a game where they were really challenged all year. And so I'm interested to see how that's going to go uh, with Wisconsin if and when they do get one of those top four seats. So a lot going on there, a lot still to happen, man. It went from a bye week in college football to a oh shit week in college football with some of these losses. And so we'll see how it pans out with championship week coming up in college football. But moving on. Breaking news here today, Kevin Sumlin 
of Texas A&M. Looks like he is no longer going to be the coach at Texas A&M. And listen, man, um, that thing has been a long time coming, at least for the last couple of years. You can see that that was something that was on its way. I don't know what it was there with the. I don't know if it was a if it was a thing with the with the with the alumni with the boosters. I don't know what it was specifically, but you could just see that Kevin Sumlin really, if I'm being honest, after that Johnny Manziel run, you could really see them starting to lose favor with Kevin Kevin Sumlin, right? Um, and and it just never really to me got back on track. Um, I mean, here's a guy who, in his time in Aggie Land, he goes 51 and 26, has a great run, produces a Heisman Trophy winner. Um, I, you know, even this year he's going to be over 500. He's going to be, you know, they're bowl eligible. They're going to play in the bowl game. Uh, but this is this is college football. Uh, A&M wants, I guess, to compete only for championships. And listen, if you're A&M, you're kind of on some boss talk right now. Let me be 100% honest. I feel like A&M is on a little bit more boss talk than they need to be on, right? Um, I don't think that that program is in any is in any position to uh, be competing year in and year out for national championships, right? Um, Kevin Sumlin over his tenure at AM has put them in positions to where they've been very good every single season. I won't say very good, but they've been very competitive in the SEC, in a tough, in a allegedly tough SEC, and I'll get into the SEC at a later time. But in an allegedly tough ACC, they are competitive. Um, you know, they're not beating Bama, and they're not beating the top teams when those teams are, are, are strong, but they're competitive in a lot of those games, and they have beat them in the past. And so, you know, I think to me this smells like more of a the boosters really want more type of a firing. Uh, maybe it's a personality thing. Look, if you look at Charlie Strong down in Texas, uh, when he got let go of, I think one of the things that bit him in the butt was the fact that he really wasn't one of those guys who knew how to finesse and hang out and chill with the boosters i think that's what killed him the boosters and alumni base i said that when he took the job i said i don't know if he's right for the job and it had nothing to do i'm speaking of charlie strong and it had nothing to do with his ability to coach it was all about his ability to um the entertain alumni and boosters and kevin sumlin it seems like somewhere there it was a breakdown between the staff possibly some high some uh, high dollar boosters the program what direction they were going in and the lack of of major success because you can't say that he hasn't had six you can't say that he hasn't had success there because clearly he has but um obviously uh not enough uh for the aggies and so he's going to be out already uh talks arizona states arizona state uh, their next head coach. So we'll listen. We'll, we'll see. Kellen is a good football coach, and he's definitely going to land on his feet uh, wherever he goes next. Uh, we'll see what happens, man. But this is you know all coming out right now, and so we'll see. He's been there since 2012, so um, this is his sixth full season at uh, at A and M. And again, 51 and 26. He went 11 and two his first year, nine and four, eight and five, eight and five, eight and five, seven and five. So maybe he set the stage a little too good his first two years, right? They had they won 
three straight bowl games. They won the Cotton Bowl his first year uh, in the west of the SEC. His second year, they won the Chick-fil-A Bowl. His third year, they won the Liberty Bowl. In 2015, they lost the Music City Bowl. Last year, they lost it. And um, we'll see what happens this year. They are bowl eligible again. I think, you know, uh, and again, 51 and 26. But I, to be fair to his uh, critics, he has struggled a bit in the SEC. But again, y'all can't tell me how tough the SEC is and then say, oh, well, he struggled in the SEC. So let's look at, look, let's look at his SEC conference record. Six and two his first year, four and four in 2013, three and five in 2014, four and four, four and four, four and four so far, and then he went four and four this year. So he's going 500 in a very tough SEC. Um, his best record was six and two. Other than that, he hasn't been over 500 in the SEC. And listen, if if you're saying that y'all want him to do better in the SEC. Y'all want better than 500? I'm with you. You you won't get a complaint from me necessarily. But what I'm going to ask you, right, is your Texas A&M. You guys haven't been relevant in a long time. That was in the Big 12. Now you're in the SEC. You wanted to go over there to the SEC where the big boys play, allegedly. And listen, maybe this is what you get. Maybe this is what you get, you know. So we'll see what happens, though, uh, with with. Um, A&M where they go with their coaching search, already, uh, uh, coaching search already some rumors out there and obviously we'll see what Kevin Sumlin what happens with him if he does decide to go and take that Arizona State job very interesting very very interesting what's going on right now in college football listen you're listening to People's Champ Radio I'm Roy Mack I'm riding shotgun riding dolo solo today man no cash he is a little bit under the weather uh, actually just celebrated a birthday too over the weekend so yeah man shout out to the big homie uh, but he'll, we'll be back with you, man. I'm sure he'll be back during the week because um, uh, I know he has some high takes for a couple things that have gone on thus far. But listen, man, we still here. We rocking. People's Champ Radio. Holler at us on our YouTube channel. You can subscribe. Make sure you hit the bell icon. Hit us up in the podcast section of iTunes as well. And you can hit us up in the future. It's coming soon, trust me, to uh, iHeartRadio, man. We out here working. Y'all better get on this train right now because I promise you, man, once this thing get rolling, Ain't going to be no more free, Randy. You can't get no more free, man. That's how we rolling around here, man. People's Chant Radio, we hear the truth first. You dig what I'm saying? Let's keep it pushing, man. But let's stay. Let's stay. Let's talk about this PK-80 tournament. This PK-80. If you're not familiar with that, that's the Phil Knight tournament that they're having in, uh, that they had in basketball over the weekend. Um, I'm disgusted by the notion of the tournament itself. Um, And I'll tell you why, because it's deeper than rap. You understand? Speaking of rap, I'm going to get to Murder Mace in a second. Don't don't think I'm not going to get to Murder Mace when he that he went at Cam. Don't think I'm not, man. I'm, I got my head to the streets. Just Roy Mack in the building, man. We're going to get to that in a second. But let's talk first about this PK-80. Here's my disgust with the whole goddamn thing. I've been telling people for years that shoe companies run college basketball. I've been telling them that for years. That's no secret. Anybody who has a clue understands that. But when you do something like this, when he has a, this type of a tournament, and listen, this is a great tournament because it's great teams, it's great national exposure, and if you're a kid who wants to be seen, wants to have an opportunity to play in the NBA, or just wants to get his stock up, maybe you're not on anybody's radar, but you're but you're at one of these schools, you're at a Michigan State, and you want to get your stock up, the best way to do it is on national TV. That's the best way to do it. And 
what this is is basically a not basically this is a huge commercial to go to a nike school yeah i said it, a nike school understand if you're not familiar with how this works this thing starts in aau with the breakdown of what what you like or where, where you're gonna go it's based on shoe companies yes sir we're gonna expose some stuff right here today man i just don't like to do that but this is just the truth it ain't even an exposure let me take that back this ain't really an exposure this is just me just giving you the truth right this is what happens right and so you got this this field night 80 tournament in which they got some of the best teams in the country playing in this thing man some of the top teams you got Duke in there. They, they, they played it. And listen, the games are great. I have no complaints about the games. The games have been good. That Texas and Duke game was a good game. Got to see the, the kid Mo Bamba, uh, Bamba from Texas, um, who's going to be a lottery pick coming soon. But he did get kind of housed versus the big kid from, uh, from uh, where's the kid from? From, from Duke, uh, the Bagley kid. Listen, he looks, he looks legit. The hype is real. He looks legit. Um, and so listen, it's, it's real good games, some great tournament, uh, 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 some great, uh, talent, some of the top teams in the country, the defending national champion Tar Heels are in the building, they're competing and you know, it's, it's good, but also it's kind of like, damn, you know what I mean? It, it makes you want to now align yourself with the Nike. I don't think they're going to have one of these tournaments every year, but they might, they might do something for for field night every year right and then they got specially made jerseys for this specific tournament you know all of that stuff is a commercial um i think just recently oklahoma's jordan brand you don't think that they're gonna win a few recruits just based on that now if you don't i promise you you have not been paying attention and you don't know shit about college sports if you don't think that the university of oklahoma are going to get a few extra recruits based on that jordan brand um contract out of your damn mind man i promise you you out of your mind and I know people are going to say, listen, that, that's not going to Yes, it is. Trust me. If you're on the fence, if you're on the fence between, let's just say, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, if you're on the fence, you're like, damn, I really don't know which one. Maybe you grew up in Oklahoma. Maybe you went to, what's a popular high school? Uh, I think Jinx is a, is, a, is a popular high school out there in Oklahoma, uh, one of those football powerhouses. Let's say you're a kid from there, so you're really torn about whether you, whether you want to go to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. But, you know, just like most of these kids, you're into the shoes, the, you know, the whole thing with that. And they're like, oh, well, I, you know, if, if the deciding factor may be, well, damn. Oklahoma isn't get all the new Jordan stuff, and there you go. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I'm just using that for, for an example, but that's the way a lot of this works, man. That's a part of the sales pitch to these kids is what shoe company you with. The first thing that they showed when they when they announced the um, the the contract and the signing was they showed the Oklahoma football team going inside the locker room and having a bunch of exclusive Jordan shoes in there. Again, <laughs> am I mad at Oklahoma for that? Hell no. That's a, 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 a that's a smart thing to do. Speaking of, uh, I know I, I spoke about Phil Knight a minute ago. To stay on the same topic, do you remember when Oregon got really good in football? That was because Phil Knight started pumping a ton of money into the school. New jerseys every single year. New this, new that. State of the art this, state of the art that. That became a big selling point for kids wanting to go to Oregon for a while. It was the fact they had all these radical new colors they were going to be wearing. It was going to be a new jersey seemed like every game. And that was a big selling point. And so, listen, when you're in recruiting, it's any advantage you can get. I understand it. But this feel not anything. I mean, it, it's good entertainment. But I understand the deeper, the deeper meaning behind. It. Like I said, this shit is deeper than rap, man. When you look at this, how this is going, this is really deeper than rap. And speaking of rap, that brings me to the homie Murder Mace. If you're not of a certain age, you may not be familiar with with, uh, with Murder Mace, Mason Betha. You may not be familiar with Mace. So let me tell you who Mace is. Mace is a bad boy artist. He basically, if we're being real, he basically saved Bad Boy when Biggie died. Um, if you look at who bridged the gap 
when Biggie died to where Puff kind of got things back rolling, it was Murder Mace. Mace came out, he, him and Puff kind of uh, reinvented rap for a minute with the shiny suits and the big explosions in the videos and all of that. And Mace, he's a Harlem dude, right? Harlem cat. And um, cats in Harlem are a certain way, you know what I'm saying? And he, if you don't know, Mace grew up with the rapper Cameron. Um, signed with The Rock, Dipset. Um, they grew up together playing basketball. Um, competed all around New York, went in tournaments. They, from what I've seen on video, they can ball a little bit. Both of them can ball. Um, and they've had beef about the last 20 years now. They grew up together since they were like six, something crazy. But they've had beef. And my goodness, Mace dropped a diss track called The Oracle. I know, I know a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all like that diss track Drake did, the, what was it, the back-to-back joint on uh, Meek Mill? I thought it off. I thought it was decent, but I thought it was, you know, yeah, okay. That Mace is way hard. Listen, that Mace for me becomes a, t- uh, it may be cracking the top 10 diss tracks of all time. The Mace diss track. I mean, he's spitting, the, some of the stuff he's saying is so disrespectful. And that's what makes it a good diss. There's got to be some disrespect in there. You got to have some disrespect in there. And he, listen, he, he's going in, man. I, I highly recommend you checking out the Oracle by Mace. It's a Cam diss. I don't know what Dipset or Cam's going to come back. Because to my knowledge, Dipset is kind of back together right now. And they running around. And listen, some of these young cats, I know they're going to go in my head. All these old cats talking about some old beef. I'm talking about bars. That's what I'm talking about, right? I like bars, right? He got some fire bars, the nice track, dope track. So if you've got some time, man, listen to that Mace, the Oracle, man. He's going in. I like Cam. I do like Cam. But the line where he says, because um, Cam played the character Rico in the movie Paid in Full. And he got a line where he says, where was that Rico shit when, when, Jim, got, uh, when Jim got jumped at, at the Rucker? Uh, something like that, right? Because it, it was a famous video from years ago of Jim Jones basically getting run out of the Rucker, him and Cam. Um, with Cam Ray. <laughs> listen, you gotta listen to the song, man. It's a hot track, man. Go listen to that. But let's get back to the sports, man. This is People's Chant Radio. Listening to the most incredible Roy Mack on a Sunday, turning up. You understand? One half of the dynamic duo. Shout out to the big homie Cash. He's a little bit under the weather. We're gonna hold it down like we always do for him, man. Um, I, like I said, we're not gonna go long today, man. It's gonna be short. We're gonna get right to it, you understand? Let's talk Derrick Rose. Let's talk Derrick Rose. Let's go to the association and talk about Derrick Rose. Reports came out that Derrick Rose is now contemplating his future. Um, because of the injuries. He's just become so frustrated with the amount of injuries, um, with the timing of some of these injuries, because he's just not able to maximize his ability and his opportunities at this point in the NBA. And so he's kind of taking a leave of absence from the team. He just really wants to just reevaluate, man. It sounds like he's really leaning toward a retirement. And let me say this about Derrick Rose. If you miss Derrick Rose's first few years in the NBA, you missed basically a comment. Right. It's kind of like uh, speaking of Comet, it's kind of <laughs> you can compare him to the Kansas Comet. Right. Um, because here's a guy who came on and at his size was just as athletic. However athletic you think Russell Westbrook is, he equals it, if not surpasses it. Right. However athletic you thought Stevie franchise, Stevie franchise was, he equaled it. Right. Um, at a time in which Miami had just gotten together, the Heatles had just gotten together. Derrick Rose was like, yo, OK, I'll take Joe Kim Noah. And, you know, I'll take, uh, you know, these, these cats we got, and I'll rock out. Let's go at it. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what, let's see what happens. He didn't want to – he wasn't trying to team up with nobody else, and he was doing his thing. The youngest player to ever win the MVP of the league, and, and he was an absolute monster who 
was just starting when he when the injury started he was just starting to have his jump shot fall consistently and so you know it, it was tragic when he started having the injuries because it just started becoming one injury after another after another after another and you know unfortunately now his name is going to go on the list of a lot of great players the penny hardaways the tracy mcgrady's uh even the amari stoudemire's uh of guys antonio mcdice of guys who you saw the greatness they showed you greatness but they weren't able to sustain it and really maximize it because unfortunately injuries robbed them of so much of their abilities and it has to be frustrating for guys like that because when you're a guy who at one point no one could guard and now just because of your physical limitations um you got guys who you know if you're right they can't do anything with you but now these guys are not only able to stay in front of you but these guys are also able to get they shit off against you so it has to be incredibly frustrating for a player like a Derrick Rose can't imagine how he feels you know what I mean um going from being untouchable to now you're kind of like think about it he's on a team with LeBron James this would have been unthinkable unthinkable that these two guys would have been able to be on the same team of just a few years ago no one would have ever thought that that it would even be fit it would have listen understand if you're too young to remember Derrick Rose teaming up with LeBron real talk if I'm being honest it would have rivaled um, Kevin Durant teaming up with the Warriors. That's how good Derrick Rose was. It would have rivaled him. It would have rivaled KD going to the Warriors. Because, listen, he you couldn't guard the damn dude, bro. Yeah, I know his jump shot wasn't as consistent, but you still couldn't stay in front of him. And when, when, when he decided to come to the Cavaliers and it was kind of like huh you know let's see what happens he signed a very small contract and it was just kind of like yeah you know we'll see what happens you know what I mean and again that has to be frustrating I can't imagine the amount of mental exhaustion he 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 has not only the physical things coming back because if you remember he hurt his knee um in two it was the 2012 season he only been in the league that was his fourth year in the league when he got hurt he won the MVP in his third year in the league, man. Come on. Then he got hurt right after that. Um, and then he was out. And, and and you know, then he missed the whole 2012-2013 season. Then he came back in 13-14, and he got hurt again. And, you know, it, it, that kind of just was the beginning of the end, you know, because he just – he has knees – Here's my one criticism of Derrick Rose. And it's not really a criticism. It's just the one thing that I always have said about him. This guy had the most violent style of, of playing. His jump stops were violent. That's the way I always categorized him. It was a very violent movements he had. All of his torque that he would put on his body. Go back and watch some of those highlights. Very violent movements. Um, and, and listen, do I know if that contributed any, in, in, in uh, any way to his issues with his knee? I don't know. I don't think it helped. <laughs> you feel me? I don't think that shit helped. But I don't know if it contributed to it. But I do think, hold on, let me take a sip, man. I'm, 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 I'm trying to get my sip real quick. But I do think it didn't help his situation. You feel me? Um, but we'll see what happens, man. You know, it's difficult because, you know, what's funny, in the last two years, 
the uh, Cavaliers have had point guards who are at this point past their prime who were once complete monsters in the NBA. They had Darren Williams last year who at some points in the season, and especially in the finals, Darren Williams literally literally looked like he didn't know how to play basketball anymore at certain points in the game last year and in the finals. I mean, he did. it got to the point in the playoffs even where it was like, yo, we can't even use this guy, man. And again, if you go back and, and you do your research, at a time in which Steve Nash was still good, Chris Paul was running wild, you know, a bunch of really good point guards, Darren Williams was the best point guard in the NBA maybe for at least one, possibly two years. I would have take, taken him over Chris Paul. It was really him and Chris Paul one and two, and I probably would have taken him at least one of those years. And for him to, you know, now his situation isn't really necessarily injuries. His is kind of more really of a weight thing, um, a shape thing that he never really got himself in really tip-top shape. Always had kind of a Baron Davis build. Shout out to Baron Davis. No shade. No shit to BD. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I like Baron. Um, but those guys are always kind of like a little bit like, man, y'all can probably tone up a little bit. Like, look at Raymond Felton. Same thing. Raymond Felton is just fat right now. He's just fat. He's a fat point guard right now. Um, but, yeah, man, back to Derrick Rose. Unfortunate, man. Hopefully, I thought he was going to be able to, you know, kind of come in and, and give him some minutes and really play against that second unit and shine. But because of the injuries to Isaiah Thomas that he has not come back from yet, he's having to play these starter minutes. And I think that's ultimately was going to be his undoing. I thought that if he could come off the bench like the plan initially was when he signed, he could have come in, played against second unit point guards, which I thought that he would be better than those guys and, and, and really do his thing. But unfortunately, man, it just didn't work out for him. So so we'll see what happens, man, with with Derrick Rose and, and kind of where that thing, where that whole thing goes long term. I don't know, man, but I, I would really like for him to if this is it, it was it was a good run. Interesting story. A, a quick story. I actually did. <laughs> Um, years ago, I worked for a, for a finance, an auto finance company years ago. And during the playoffs, the NBA playoffs one year, I had a, it was a young lady I was doing, a, a, I had been working with on doing some financing. And I was doing a loan. She was getting a, a, a Mercedes. And she uh, had, was going to have her co-signer give me a call just so I can get the information, blase, blase. And she was like, hey, um, we got to do this quick because we're on the way to the game. I knew she was in Chicago, but she was like, we're on the way to the game. I'm like, I'm th- in my brain, I'm like, all right, motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? You called me. Like, I don't care that you're going to, the, to this damn playoff game. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay, I'll see what I can do, but I got to go to some of these questions, yada, yada. And she's like, okay, well, I have Derek here. And now she had given me the name already of who her co-signer was, and the name was Derek Rose. At no point did I think Derrick Rose was the Derrick Rose actually co-signing her vehicle. I just thought, damn, that sucks for whoever this motherfucker is in Chicago with the name Derrick Rose. And now Derrick Rose is playing for the Bulls and he's and he's a monster. And literally, she puts him on the phone to give me his information. And it's Derrick Rose. <laughs> I can't make this shit up. It's Derrick Rose. And he's like, yeah. And he's talking in his slow Derrick Rose voice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, and I'm like, this guy really talks like this. And, yeah, man, so I'm talking to this guy in the limo as they're going to the playoff game. Or I don't know if he's in the limo, but he was in. He was being driven to the game, um, uh, to, to the play. I don't remember who they were playing that year, but they, it, it was a playoff game. And I'm talking to him literally right before he walks into the arena. So that was pretty cool. It was dope. Um, but 
wish him all the best, man. If if this is the end for him, um, I'll definitely come back. We'll come back here on People's Champ Radio and do a special on Derrick Rose, kind of going through his his career, um, ups and downs, and we'll also probably put him in. The, and we'll probably do a ranking at that point of where we would rank him on the all-time injured list, right? And, and, and we'll definitely pay the proper respects to one Derrick Rose, man. One more thing before I get out of here. I do want to talk about the NBA in totality real quick. And I want to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, on this show, People Champ Radio, I picked the Thunder to be in the Western Conference Finals. I'm still not going off that pick. They beat the Warriors a few days ago. And then they've come back with some horrible losses. Um, this thing is still a work in progress, obviously. And here's my conjecture. I've been saying this for a while now on People Champ Radio. I think they need to allow Paul George to be the best player on the team. And when I say that, I mean they need to run things through him. Now, when I say run things through him, Russell Westbrook's still the damn point guard. He still makes the decisions. But I would look to initiate my offense um, in terms of the first, uh, the primary option to score would be with Paul George. Reason being is because Paul George is the one guy on that team that can get lost in the shuffle. Carmelo Anthony's a damn scorer. He don't give a damn whether you want to throw him the ball or not. If and when he does touch it, he will get it up. Don't need to really run plays for Carmelo. Um, Russ is the point guard. He has the ball, so he has to do him at any point in time in the game. That leaves the odd man out being Paul George, who can really get lost in the shots. You feel what I'm saying? So I would make him the focal point in terms of initiating more plays for him and that way allowing him to be involved in offense. Those other two guys can get their stuff off whenever they want to, man. So I'm still not really worried about them. Um, but, I, you know, listen, we'll, we'll reevaluate it and, and, and come back, and we'll see where they are maybe January. Uh, but they definitely got to pick it up. Definitely got to pick it up. Uh, let's talk KD, though, for a second. I didn't like the way he handled himself in that Oklahoma City game, right? Because now he wants to talk some shit. And I like my trash. I don't like my KD to have trash talk. And the only reason I don't is because you didn't seem to be that guy all those years in OKC in terms of talking smack to people, right? I know he had a few dust ups here and there with some people, but he, you know, it seems like now he always has something to say about Russ. He always has something he wants to do or say. And listen, Russ is gonna play a certain way. That's just how Russ plays. And I, you know, I, I really don't like it. I don't like that he downplays it. I think the whole thing is corny that he's doing. And so, you know. I really, you don't know how much I want to see them play in the Western Conference Finals. The odd man out in this whole thing, <laughs> the odd man out in this whole thing is Steph Curry. I think Steph, you know who Steph Curry is? Steph Curry is like one of those old linemen that get pissed off at the uh, at a wide receiver or a running back for talking crap to linebackers and D linemen because they're like, yo, motherfucker, you ain't got to block these dudes. Go talk to that corner over there. Because listen, Steph Curry, he knows for a fact that when Kevin Durant's doing all that wolfing to, to, to Russ, Steph's the one that got to guard this guy now, man. You're not going to switch off on him. You feel me? So it's going to be interesting. I, I, I'm praying that they that they make it to the West Conference Finals, both teams healthy, and that we get a, and we get a seven-game series um, because that's going to be fun. That's what I'm waiting for, man. I'm really, really waiting for that. That's going to be super fun. But around the association, man, you got the Rockets still playing good basketball. Chris Paul just came back. Um... I believe Tony Parker is, is, is set to come back tonight for the Spurs. Um, listen, the Spurs, <laughs> as much as I want to bury the Spurs and say that they don't have a chance to win the title, they're right now third in the West. No Tony Parker, no Kawhi. Just kind of rolling on. You know what I mean? Just kind of rolling on. LaMarcus Arge has been playing well. 
doing his thing. Pal Gasol is helping out. Danny Green's playing well. Those guys are just playing well right now, man. And, and they're so consistent. They're the they're that team that you're they're not gonna beat themselves. You're gonna literally have to beat the Spurs when you play them. And that's a good trait to have. So they're they're playing well. Um and we'll just have to see kind of kind of how that goes. The, the one team that has been under the radar, and I brought them up a while back on People's Chant Radio, is the New Orleans Pelicans. Those two big guys, they 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 need to get another guard, man. I like Drew Holiday, but they got they got to get somebody else. They got to get another guard. I don't know if if it, if it has to be a point guard, but may, maybe another you know uh, uh, a legitimate superstar shooter. I don't know, man. But they got to get somebody else, or maybe maybe Boogie Cousins gonna leave. I would like to see Boogie Cousins in a Wizards uniform. Get Gortat out of there. Get Boogie Cousins in there. Let him run with, with John Wall and Bradley Beal. I like to see that. I see that. I like to see him go to L.A. Boogie Cousins to L.A. Paul George goes to L.A. With Kuzma. Right? Right? With Ingram. And since Lonzo Ball is Mr. Non-Aggressive, hey, now, now you got four guys you can just pass the ball to, man. Throw it up all you want to, man. You can just, as soon as you rebound, you can go in and get all those rebounds, Lonzo, and just throw the ball up, man. There you go. <laughs> I like to see it. I like to see that, man. So we'll see what happens with, with, with those guys. I still think they are, they are a tough out in the playoffs, in my opinion. But the game does kind of slow down in the playoffs. You got two guys who can get it done on the low block, on, on the low block. And they can step out to three range and, and, and knock down shots. So I think in the playoffs, they are extremely tough out uh, when that time comes. I like the way Minnesota's coming along. So the West is still uh, tough, but a lot of teams are really doing their thing. And I like what I'm seeing there. In the East, you go out East, man, and Boston obviously is a surprise. Everybody's down on Cleveland, but Cleveland's still in third right now. They'll trust me. Nobody panic. Nobody go crazy. Cleveland will represent the east barring injury cleveland will represent the east in the finals trust me don't worry <laughs> don't worry man it's, boston can boston won't beat cleveland in the playoffs unless <laughs> brown and tatum go crazy because those two guys are so athletic both of them can shoot the ball if brown and tatum start really getting off okay i can see them winning now but you know tatum is a rookie Brown's a second-year player, still improving. I would still favor Cleveland. And, again, we still have not seen Isaiah Thomas back. Um, I don't know if he'll be 100% when he, if and when he does come back. Obviously, he won't, but I don't know if he'll get to 100% throughout the season. But I think even at 80%, I mean, is what LeBron would need to really put him over the top, at least in the East, at least in the East. Um, Philly, man, Philly is fun to watch in the East. Philly's a fun team to watch, man. So, I'm trusting the process. I'm watching them, man. I'm I'm glued into the to the NBA right now, man. In in, in, in the uh, pros right now, football, NFL, really uh, not a lot a lot to see. Um, we're gonna do a special and talk and, and talk about them Cowboys. So I don't want to spoil that. Um, that that's just a clusterfuck in Dallas right now. Um, so we'll get into that, man. And we'll be back. I'm gonna get ready to get up out of here, man. It's Roy Mack, People's Champ Radio, man. Cash get well. We always hit, man, hit us on the YouTube channel, People's Champ Radio. Uh, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell icon, the notifications, so you can get those when we drop that new-ish. Hit us up on iTunes in the podcast section as well. iHeartRadio, we coming soon. People's Champ Radio, man, we'll holler at y'all next time, man, right here, where you hear the truth first. People's Champ. <laughs>